Welcome back to the uh, general election edition of 2020 Dakota Town Hall. This is a political podcast brought to you by Home Slice Media Group and Elevate Rapid City. And uh, today we have Elevate Rapid City with us. Mr. Tom Johnson, how'd you, what's the official title? I should have probably wrote that down before we started. Executive Director? No, no. they elevated me. Uh, President CEO. President yeah. CEO of yeah. Elevate Rapid City. And it is, do I have this right, year one? You're one on the. You're one done. Yeah, one, I've one year into the books. Uh, how does it? How does that? I mean, this is a stupid question, but how does how does that feel? <laughs> well, if we didn't have COVID nineteen, I'm sure it would have been a lot better of a feeling. But uh, yeah, it's been a little surreal, frankly. Sure. To, uh, have a, a pandemic happen during your so first, like first four months. You're president CEO of Elevate Rapid City, and 2020 hits. So like, what's the what's the major? Okay, we got to do this instead of that. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of Mike Tyson, but but there's this quote from Mike Tyson that he that he gets it's get baited around all the time, and it's uh, everybody's got a plan until they get mm-hmm. punched in the mouth, and so COVID was kind of that punch. You know, I had this plan. You know, we're gonna get in here and strategically execute this this amazing plan that was in my head that I had sold to the board of directors and to the community. You know, then COVID hits, and you sort of say, "Oh crap!" That's uh, well, happen. that's that's not gonna that's not gonna roll that way. So, you know, what we did really is, luckily, I inherited a pretty talented staff, and so we kind of huddled up early, early March. I mean, we knew we knew late February that that it was coming. I mean, it was slowly making its right. way into the to the interior of the United States. So, so we knew it was coming. We we knew it was bad, um, and we knew that we couldn't just sit back so we thought well okay what can we do and so we, we got everybody together and, and you know the beauty of getting a bunch of brains together is you probably come up with a better idea so we thought well we what's going to happen businesses are probably going to need some help so the the sba is going to come in with this money and you know they came in with their their big loan program and so we we thought okay there's going to be a gap between the time the feds come in with support and money uh and when uh the, the companies actually need it so we identified our emergency bridge loan program and so we put out uh over a quarter of a million dollars within a month out there to businesses across uh rapid city and and beyond a lot of them in downtown subsequently some of those businesses had said if we hadn't come in they wouldn't be in business today so we're pretty happy about that yeah for sure you know then we also did uh the Rapid City to go page. Uh, we went from zero members to over fourteen thousand within. That's three or right. Four that is your guys's deal, isn't it? That was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, we were trying to promote curbside pickup. We knew that if the city council locked the place down for a little while, at least restaurants and mm-hmm. bars, bars. Yeah, we we knew that we needed to do something. So we promoted curbside pickup, and we were shocked, frankly, at how fast that took off. Had several businesses talk about how that helped them get through this, and. You know, I wouldn't say save, but really help them, you know, get through this this pandemic. And then we also worked uh, with United Way to to give United Way twenty five thousand dollars to mitigate uh, housing in ev- you know, housing support and evictions and mm-hmm. for uh, and, and and personal protection equipment for frontline workers. Uh, we you know we threw the whole kitchen sink. We moved all of our our, our mixers and events. I mean, you can't hold a five hundred. Can't person. hold a mixer. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's just not somebody's gonna get COVID. So. We moved that to all online and started doing more town halls and, and trainings. Uh, and I think, you know, we just, everything we were doing, we needed to stop and, and just basically throw the kitchen sink at, at COVID. So, so we did. Uh, we also 
put out a magazine in the middle of all that, combining oh, a yeah, that's report right. and a business did. journal. Yeah, 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 Elevate magazines out there now. I think we've had six or seven issues. Uh, we put out an economic scorecard in the middle of a pandemic, too. So, you know, all this stuff we did in the middle of a pandemic, I think, um, I'm real proud of the staff and the organization and the board and the community for, for doing that. Uh, but, you know, pandemics tend to make you realize what's important in your mission, and your and, and staff gets really honed in on, on yep. that. So This whole thing to me, yeah. like I'm a Jim Barksdale crazy. Remember when he was CEO of Netscape? And so they, and I've, I've told this story a million times on podcast forum, so a couple of you can just fast forward. But like, Taking apart that there's real seriousness here, like people are sick and people are dying. I'm not trying to make light of any of that, but like he's, he's got these three rules. Okay. 2020 is Jim Barksdale's three rules. Rule number one, see a snake, shoot the snake. I mean, you see a problem, solve the problem. Don't have a memo about it. Don't have a conference call, but just solve the problem. Rule number two, don't play with dead snakes. Meaning once you've solved the problem, move on to the next problem. But rule number three, and this is 2020, every opportunity you've ever seen ever starts out looking like a snake. So, like, this is a huge disruption, but for businesses that are ready to evolve into a kind of new ways of doing business, it's not all bright and sunny and shiny and puppy dog tails. I get that. But your restaurant, when you guys put out that Rabbit City to go thing, um, in the media company world, it, it's the same thing. Okay, we need to pivot. What we were doing in 2019 is not going to what's happened in 2020. So, okay, let's create a software that allows restaurants to put their food online and take to go orders and delivery if they want to do it. Like, it's just, everybody's got to find what's going to work now. And then I think there's a lot, you know, and this is a conservative upper Midwest thing. There's a lot of change is scary. Change is bad. I don't like change. Let's do it. Like we did in the eighties. What happened to main street? And like, well, COVID didn't cause any of those problems. It just amplified a ton of them and made that process a lot faster. So it's, it's a, it's a nice, it's a rebuild year as they call it in football. Yeah, well, first let me say something about the 80s. There were a lot of good bands, uh, Def Leppard, that came out of the 80s. So I, I wouldn't want to disparage the 80s too badly. Uh, there were a lot of good stuff came out of the 80s, uh, including my uh, haircut. So, uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, 80s was a good time. But I think, you know, you're right in that pivoting is sometimes an opportunity in disguise. And so we received calls, frankly, from from chambers of commerces and economic development groups across uh, the state and the Midwest and even down in Colorado saying, hey, we – we see and heard about what you're doing. How'd you do how that? Did you, how'd how'd you, you guys that? do this? And, uh, you know, how, do, how does it work? How, how did, you know, and sometimes it was simple as, hey, you know, maybe you should try this little thing called Zoom out, <laughs> you know, and, or Facebook Live. You know? So it's just, it was shocking how, how remarkably easy it was to pivot once we had done it. But getting to that point, we couldn't see how, how easy it was going to be. We were just like, oh, this is going to be hard. But right. you know, once you do it a time or two, and it's I think it's important that, that people give you slack too. I, I they think do. It's important. You don't There's have to a lot of perfect. patience given for this kind of yeah. stuff. Can you imagine trying to schedule a Zoom meeting with a board, any board? I mean, I'm on 10 of them. You're on 10 of them. You know what I mean? Like picture that board December 2019 and get them all on Zoom. I'd rather move to North Korea. Now <laughs> it's pretty easy. Now everybody can kind of do it, you know? Yeah, I, I used to think that I had to, um, when I did these uh these these Zoom things or these these uh, these trainings or calls that we would have town halls with Senator Thune or whatever, you know, I used to think that I would have to be dressed up, and you know, I put my radio voice on, really smooth, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and Just but your butteriest never, voice. yeah, and never, you know, never screw anything up. Don't be too funny. Be really serious. Be polished. But you know, people actually like. I, I think what COVID has also done is it's showed that it's being vulnerable. And human is, is okay. It's okay, man. You know, you don't have to have every hair in place. 
uh, you don't have to be completely polished. And I think that's some, some of the beauty of the podcast format too that you guys we do. We just go. Is you can just go on some tangents. You can let somebody be themselves. They can be human. You see a different side yep. of an organization or people in these kind of formats. So I think, you know, I wouldn't say we'd want COVID to happen again and again and again. Oh my but God, I think no. that certainly when we do things now, we recognize, hey, let's just go ahead and start. And if we need to pivot and, and, and if we screw up a little bit, let's just adjust our sales Fix on it the and fly. Post. Yep. I think that's been helpful. Yeah, I think that mentality. I mean, that's always kind of been the way we operate. And, it, I, I, you know, it can get misconstrued as a little unorganized at times, which is probably true. But, boy, it's easier to operate this way under COVID because everything's got to be reevaluated. And now we got to change it. And now that's not working. We got to do it this way. There are people that are okay with that kind of chaotic evolution. And it's pretty disruptive. And there are people that are not. Yeah, I think uh, the staff at Elevate Rapid City has a pretty high uh, tolerance for, for chaos. And so uh, I think we were lucky to, to have a, a staff that just said, you know, Can let's just that. try new things right. and we'll see what happens. And there's some things we've tried that, you know, we'll pivot away from. So, for example, we just did uh, an emergency sort of child care loan program. We thought kids are getting back to school. There might be level one, two, or three, you know, getting back to the school districts. Are people going to have to stay home and, and homeschool? If they go back, are they going to need more child care? So we said, said let's, let's take out uh, some dollars from one of our loan funds and put it into child care loans. So we expected to be over f- flooded with, with child care providers wanting these loans to be able to get through the semester because sure. uh, of COVID. Uh, and, you know, we didn't get as high demand as we wanted. And so it's like, that's okay. We helped a few. We'll pivot again to the next thing and just, just recognize that you don't have to have things set in stone. To that's to one thing stuff. that has always been – that's a West River thing more than anything to me in my limited, you know – geographical experience there's a this is the way it is we can't you know like everything's got to be a home run no it doesn't it can be a single so you helped a few people now let's do something different like why why do we have to get locked into this well if it didn't get on the first year then we got to do the second year what are we gonna do the third year i'm like what why are you inventing what's wrong before anything happens like let's just let it breathe a little bit and see, you know, maybe it still is a good thing and it still needs time to get some legs, you know? I mean, being an incrementalist is perfectly acceptable to me. I mean, I think a lot of things don't just happen in one big gulp. You know, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes in small little bites and then suddenly change happens overnight. You know, a good example of this is, um, we often get asked about, um, you know, income levels in rapid city. Elevate Rapid City, our mission statement is to elevate the region for everybody. And part of that is one of our goals is to raise per capita income sure. to 15%. So if you just look at that goal in one sentence, you think, wow, that is hard, right? You've got five That's years. That's a big elephant. Yeah, you've got five years to, to raise incomes by 15%. What, what the hell do you do there? And I think you just got to break it down in steps. And everything's a one-off, right? I mean, you, you, you don't cure poverty. You don't raise incomes all at once. Every, every, every interaction is a chance for you to do something and it's a one-off and then sure. when you add up all these one-offs. Hopefully you're turning the cruise ship a little. It. Yeah. So it's, I learned early on in my career that, um, if you get locked down in this idea that you have to do something right now and it's a big thing right now and it's got to happen, you're, you're going to, you're going to fail pretty quick. Well, and then, you know, especially if you can't handle that failure too, there's the other thing is like yeah. some shit's just not going to work, man. Look at 2020. And you just got to accept, too, I mean, that there's certain things when you're in this kind of business, when you have an organization called Elevate Rapid City, and your mission statement is to elevate a region. It all is grand, I will yeah, say. I mean, it's a big, it's a big honking uh, mission statement. And so when the public looks at you, when people listen to this podcast, when they think of what we do, they sort of get this impression, hey, these guys control the economy. Well, the truth <laughs> is, 
The truth is you don't, right? You know, there's I was so wondering things. how long it was going to take to get the puppet string masters yeah, into the yeah, studios here. Uh, so you don't. You don't control the economy. Interest rates happen. P- pandemics happen. The price of oil happens. So everything's Com- a one-off. Competing, you know, competing communities happen, yeah. in, even internally in the hills, you know. Right now, there is somebody in a basement in Bismarck trying to contemplate our destruction <laughs> and how they can recruit a company away from us. And sure. I spend all my nights uh, contemplating how we can destroy this person. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a chess game. Um, okay, let's. so speaking of doing things new, one thing that is new in Elevate, at least that I can see, is you guys are taking a bigger role, and then this is a political podcast, so like... You guys put out a scorecard in the in the primary season, yeah. and I mean, we'll, we'll just kind of be honest about it. it. Took quite a bit of shit for it for some people, although not everybody. I mean, I, I think us in the media from time want to talk about the people who got mad about it, but let's let's talk about the statistical realities. Most people were excited about it. Yeah, I think um, we we can talk about the individual scores and everything. No, else, God, no. I, let's. I, we don't I think have to get that, into that you know the the main thing for us was to if you're going to again elevate a region. You've got to start elevating the discussion around public policy. Yep. So you know a lot of chambers of commerce uh, in 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 communities, you know they do mixers and they do some of this stuff, and then it's it's they they really hesitate when they want to take positions, political positions, because yep. they don't want to offend somebody. Yep. And there's kind of a midwestern value set here where you don't want to offend anybody. Well, it's a lot of Lutheran guilt that we're all just right. dragging around constantly. You know? And that there's also it's somehow wrong to have a disagreement and yes. then come back and work together. Like you can't do that. Right. And so, you know, I've had a couple of conversations with legislators who didn't score as high as they would have liked. And and, and one in particular was 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 pretty upset about it. And I, and I really said, listen, just because you scored on this set of bills that we put into this uh, scorecard, you didn't score as high, doesn't mean that You're we... You're the devil. Yeah, and, yeah. and we want to work with you on anything that's pro-business for West River and for Rapid City. So, you know, maybe we didn't score you high on one certain bill and you don't like that. Okay, well, we don't want to throw out the relationship just because we disagreed on one bill or we didn't give you a no. high score. Let's work together on those things that we can come to some common ground on and agree that helps uh, this business community. So for example, uh, there's a lot of pro-business legislation around workers' comp and mm-hmm. unemployment insurance and the cost of healthcare and a whole variety of taxes and everything else that I think everybody in West River would agree is a good thing, whether you're on the far right or the middle or the left. And so that's where Elevate's trying to focus is we're trying to elevate that dialogue, come to some common ground. And yes, are we gonna, are we gonna have scores where someone may not agree with their score? Are we going to have instances where someone says, hey, you shouldn't have put that bill in your scorecard? Right. Yeah. Um, that's just the difference of being human beings and having a conversation. It doesn't mean that Elevate doesn't want to work with certain legislators, whether they score 10% or 100%. We really do want to elevate the conversation and come and develop bills from from all sectors of legislators to elevate the region. So if someone scored uh, 20% on a scorecard and they've got a good idea for how they can lower workers' comp for employers in West River, we want to have that discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, I think... Well, they're not all so final. They're not a term grade. They're, you know, it's, you're going to send a new, I assume, and you're going to put one out. Are you guys going to do one for general? Uh, Probably not. There's not a ton of, because that's more strictly candidates and that kind of stuff, right? So, okay. So like... It's not like someone who got a great score is going to always get a great score. Someone who got a bad score is always going to right. get a bad score. I personally, and this is, I'm trying not to put any personal 
opinions into this specific podcast, but like it is a little refreshing just to see a scorecard that isn't about transgendered bathrooms constantly. Right. You know what I mean? There's just there are issues that are just actually matter more to the day in and day out people that aren't so vitriolic on a headline or on a social media post that are actual issues we should be talking about. Yeah, and we really want to move away from those kind of right. things That's to not... more business legislation. And so I think when we really arrived, Murdoch will be when we're working with those legislators in West River to come up with legislation from West River, and then we're scoring legislators from West River on the legislation they provided yes. to be pro-business. And so just like any lobbying voice. Yeah, we want to move away from reacting right. to things that come outside of South Dakota that we have to react to, whether it's transgendered bathrooms, to being proactive about how can we lift the economy in South Dakota, in West River, in Rapid City, in the Black Hills. And I think everybody can agree to that. You know, just because you scored low on our scorecard doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. That people hate you, you're, you're a bad mother or father. It just means that on this set of bills that we put into our scorecard, you didn't score high this, t- high this time. But it doesn't mean we don't want to work with you. Or and there's always you know, another time. Yeah, it just, I, I just think it's, it's a little strange when someone takes that personally and doesn't want to work with us because they disagreed with what is a subjective assessment, right? Putting bills in your scorecard is, sub- is a subjective thing. Someone had to decide to put a set, certain number of bills into a scorecard. They could have dif- put a different bill in there, right? And yep. a different score. So, you know, I just try to move away from this sort of finality of uh, judgment in more, hey, this is a discussion about being pro-business. How can we all do that? It's a fluid scale, not a 100-yard yeah. dash with a final binary yeah. Ending and elevate isn't a political party. We right. don't pick, we don't pick political sides. I've I've been asked in my time in Rapid City, you know what what party you belong you belong to, and I and I say I want to belong to the party that gets something done. You know what what party is to get something done? If that's a Republican one day, great, let's do it. If it's an independent one day, let's do that. So we want to work with folks that want to get stuff done, and whether it, whatever party they come from, it is, is not as important to us. Dusty Dusty was Dusty Johnson was in here a couple of days ago. We did his um, campaign uh, interview, and he had a great you know. Um, there are people who are trying to win, and there are people who are trying to solve a problem. I you know I think if you're trying to win, especially in a primary, because they can. I mean, it's ninety seven thousand percent Republican out here, so the primaries are the heated one, right? So like. That vitrialness of it all. The ability to take social media and be like, well, they're attacking me. I'm like, well, no, they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've been at the, under that gun as well. I mean, any, anybody in the media has been under that gun. And the, here's the reality of the problem. It's not a right-left thing. It's in the same week, you know, we lost a media buying contract out of Portland because they were scared to pick a South Dakota company. Okay? They, didn't, they thought maybe it would be too Trumpy. That's kind of a quote, you know? Um, and, like, I get that a little. I don't personally, but, like whatever that's neither here nor there you lose contracts and bids all the time but in the same week we lost local money because somebody didn't think we were super trumper enough that's a scary place to be a month out from an election you know like it's just unreasonable on both sides that's we got to get rid of that a little yeah i'm sorry that happened to you um it reminds me of an experience i've had too here with 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 masks so i've i've come to realize that the best mask for me to wear is one that i can tie around my neck so that when I walk into a room, I can quickly ascertain, is this a room of mask wearers so I can put it up? <laughs> right, or is this, this a is... room of, of people who, who want to <laughs> say masks are bad and I can leave it down and be six feet away, right? So, right. you know, and both of those folks support Elevate Rapid City financially. So right. Each, each, each one you of those You got to be cool, man. And so you find yourself thinking, 
man, okay, what, what room am I in right now? How can I read this room quickly to figure out, is this person going to hate me because I have a mask? Right. Or is this person going to hate me because I don't have a mask? And so you find yourself, you know, being sort of whipsawed back and forth because you're, you're trying not to offend anybody. And, you know, so I, 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 I really want to move away from Well, it's just, I mean, that. it's 2020, man. We've got things to do. We've got things to fix. We've got things, you know, like we're really going to let a – this is going to be what brings us down in the civility scale. Like, holy, come on, man. And Dusty's, Dusty's so good, too. We had Dusty on a, on a, do, a, do a town hall with us when we moved all of our training online. And, and um, for some reason, my mom was uh, on the Zoom call mm-hmm. on, on this town hall. I, I, somehow my mom got wind that I was going to be on there. And so she, my mom was watching Dusty and, and I talk. And at one point, she, I, I got a text from her, uh, and I looked down as Dusty's talking, and it's, uh, my mom says to me in the text, hey, Tom, you're doing a really great job, but I kind of like that Dusty guy a little more. That's He's so most, funny. That's the most mother you know? answer, like constructive criticism like from be, your mom. You need to be a little funnier. <laughs> right, come on, and man. So how do you you out, come up with any punchlines? You know, how do you out-funny Dusty Johnson? That's just not going to happen. He's pretty right? funny, so, man. But I think the, the great thing about Dusty is he understands that, that – Humor is a way to to bring us together, right? So well, Dusty uses humor. He can so make often. a point with it a little, and yeah. just diffuse it a little. Like did, you got to be a kind of a tap dancing Republican a little this year on the same kind of super Trump or not super Trump line. Dusty uses humor to diffuse the situation yep. and get everybody to laugh, and I, I think it's a good thing. And we and, could we could use more humor this year. Well, frankly. we could, or at least a little. Like he, you know, it's, Levity, and I yeah. can say this. I mean, I kind of said this to him, so I'm not talking out of turn here. But like he had this greatest post a couple weeks ago with his with his opposition. Sitting in a room together, they just got done with the town hall. This is how it's supposed to be. They were just hanging out, having a conversation. And, like, that's kind of what it's supposed to be a little bit. You can disagree quite a bit, but you should be able to stand in a room and take a picture with each other. Now, that's surely easier (laughs) for Dusty to say when he's, you know, when the odds makers are predicting a 17,000% blowout. Still, though, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to happen probably in Mike's race as well. But, like, you know, you don't see them sharing a burger with each other. Although I see he's in the Senate. I can give him some, give him a little <laughs> bit of cover. Um, well, I, I think it's great that you guys are taking a role in the politics side of it, which is, which, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, you got tap dance a little bit and it obviously it, it can consume time when you step into these worlds, but it's needed. So I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. I just, another story occurred to me. I guess I'm just going to tell you stories all day here, Murnock, but I, rem- I remember when the city was thinking about shutting down for a little while. Right. And there was this time where like they were considering, yeah, they were considering whether they should lock down or not for, for a period of time. And they would reevaluate it every couple of weeks. And so when you're the head of a group like elevate rapid city, you know, you are getting a lot of, um, texts and advice as to what you should be doing. This is what I think. This and is so what I think. everybody clearly said, you know, you need to get up in front of city council and say something. So I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get away with not taking a stand, right? I, I knew I was going to have to go to city council and say something. Now the question is, what do you say when you're up there, right? There's half of your texts are coming in saying, hey, tell these guys to lock this place down. Right. Public safety is at a premium. People are going to die if we don't lock down. Tell them to lock down. You have a moral responsibility to lock this place. Tell them to lock it down, right? So I get that side. Half the other texts are coming in saying, open hey, tell business. these guys to open up because if you I'm don't gonna tell them to all open these up, people. we're going to fire folks and it's going to cause more problems, right? And so you – and all of these folks are investors, right? And so – and all of them have the best interest in Rapid City sure. and heart. You know, they're not, they're not bad people. Everybody has their, their perspective. And so – I remember getting up there, and I didn't have, I didn't have what I was going to say uh, in my head uh, probably at least 20 seconds before I stood up. And lucky enough, something came to me. And so I said, 
Mr. Mayor, City Council, member of City Council, uh, you know, here's who I am. I represent all these businesses, blah, blah, blah. Um, we are really in a position where we would like you to open as fast as you can, dot, 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 as safely as you can, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and so I thought, well, that's the biggest wishy-washy answer in the world, uh, of course. But but it's I, a real I joy cometh right. in the morning right? kind of like, a situation, you know. I thought, well, this could be a way where we call group hug maybe. And so metaphorically, speaking, right, because there's COVID on, you don't want to literally group hug. But this is a metaphorical group hug. And so I, st- I stand back, I go back. And I look at the city councils, and they're, you know they're kind of nodding to the, this. This kind of resonated well with them, and so I'm getting a group of texts from from each side again, and and one text, oh man, you said it exactly right. You told those guys to open up. Oh yeah, everybody's interpretation. Oh, you said it exactly it right. You told those guys to close down, and I said, well, I said something in the middle, so I must have resonated. And so this job feels constantly like you're always. You mentioned tap dance, but you're always trying to walk this middle ground. And I don't think it's being wishy-washy, honestly. I think it's trying to find It's a civility a common, in the middle. Yeah, you're trying to find this common I'm, place I couldn't we agree more. To. Well, and I, you know, not, I mean, none of it's apples to apples, but we, everybody's in that same boat, right? Like, you know, we're involved with the Sturgis Rally, and we're involved with the Central States Fair, and we've got events, and we're an event company, and, you know, we've been kind of dukes of hazarding our way through all of this the best we can, because, right. you know, there's 85 or whatever employees that work here. That's important. They've got families. They've got plans. They've got bills. They've got debt. But let's keep everybody, you know. There's this idea, I think, uh, you know, this is a political podcast, so I think there's an idea that being a moderate somehow is a bad thing. Oh, right? I'm so tired of it. Or I'm talking it about it's just driving ground. me nuts. Yeah, talking about having common ground is somehow you know you've you're not being strong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just the opposite. I think you're actually trying to recognize that the other person has a viewpoint. You have a viewpoint, and you can go to your respective sides and continue to fight and stab each other, it's, or you can try to find a, something that elevates. Again, there's that no that pun intended. Are, yeah, no pun intended. That it sort of elevates the region together. Are you going to have to give a little bit? Yes. Are you going to have to give a little bit on their side? Sure. Well, there's the but thing, that's, though. That's, like, that's how we move forward. When we were toddlers, we learned we didn't get everything we wanted. Well, how come we got to 47 on the internet and was like, oh, no, it's our way or the highway? It, you're right. It's a lot easier just to stay on your side and confirmation bias and yeah, and, and social media magnifies that, too. You know, so the, the interesting thing about social media is that, that those companies have figured out how we're wired genetically and they're able to use their platforms to bring out. Um, a lot of times with the worst in us, this idea of, of tribalism and then this gamification. And so you stay on social media all day to try to get likes. It's like and being it's in like a, a dopamine hit. And then you only forever. read in your feed what the, 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 the algorithm says you should read because you're clicking on the same thing over and over again. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm worried about that in our society. I, I, I oh, hope that gets fixed over time. I'm not, I am worried about it, but I, uh, that evolves. I, I would just hope that we can come together actually offline more often and have yes. civil dialogue. That's well, because that's what's required. Yeah. Like, you know, even the politicians I personally can't stand. If we were at a cup of coffee together, well, f- you know, everyone's got kids. Yeah, everybody farts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, just I don't know, know why for, I went speak there. Speak for but. yourself, buddy. <laughs> speak for yourself. We don't do that at all in Rapid City. But like, I don't know. I I couldn't agree more on the offline part of it all. Yeah, I, I can't think of a legislator that if I was just sitting there having a beer with that I wouldn't have something in common. I mean, just music, it. sports, kids, you know. South Dakota. Yeah, it's every, just, you know, tourist ev- traps, Everybody's whatever, a human something. being. Everybody's a human being. We go through the same stuff. And, you know, it, it's, it doesn't do anybody any good to continue to, to fight until one side, you know, Look basically uh, either two gives up or dies. moderate hippies just kumbaya on their way through a podcast today. Dig it. <laughs> 
a bunch of hard right and hard left people like take a position. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about Epic. So I got this email back in September that I wanted to. Ha- this is actually the reason I wanted to have you guys on this show today. So you've got a new market research tool available for businesses. It's called Epic, and I'd, I'd let's let's talk about it. Let's get into it a bit. Uh, you know, Epic stands for, it's an acronym, but uh, we're not going to talk about the acronym just because it's a lot of words. Uh, so the reason we call it Epic is we think it's an Epic thing, really. Um, we're, we're a business development organization, an economic development organization. We do a lot of things. We do public uh, public policy, business advocacy. We create jobs uh, or help companies expand. We, we try to attract uh, companies to the area. We do workforce uh, development as well. All the things that we work in require data. And so what we've done is uh, we've, we've established uh, what really is, a, is sort of a business intelligence center, if you will, where businesses can come to us and get um, some pretty world-class research or competitive intelligence. And so just the other day, we had uh, somebody come in who wanted to open up a retail establishment. And so they didn't quite know, you know where was the competition located, uh, what their trade area was going to be, what should their financial statements look like. Uh, what are the trends in this, this specific retail sector? And so we go and use our proprietary databases that would normally cost a business to get this kind of research and business intelligence. I mean, thousands upon thousands. Ten to yeah, twenty thousand dollars, and we give them we give them this research at, at a really low cost. If they're not an investor, if they're an investor, for free. And so we were able to give uh, this person a list of where all of the retail businesses that were like theirs, where they were located an estimate of those sales of those locations, a map, a GIS map of those trade areas of all those other locations so they could find the gap. We're able to look at the area that they wanted to be in and see what those consumers in that area were spending their money on. So do they watch Oprah? Do they drive a, 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 a Ram truck? Uh, what magazines do they read? How much disposable income do they have? We can get all that kind of data. It's a little bit scary, frankly, but we can get that kind sure, of yeah. data and give that to the entrepreneur so they can make a better decision. We are, we're also able to give them a 50-page report on that retail industry as to what are the trends in the industry nationally, what affects that industry, where is automation going, workforce, uh, the factors that are driving it, the value chain in the industry. We we're also able to give them um, a benchmark financial statement of what does a typical retail establishment in their sector looks like. So they could actually look at their budget and say, okay, what should I be spending on advertising sure. as a percentage of sales? Or rent or, or rent. employee or, hourly yep, wage. Exactly, because or... you see this in retail often, especially restaurants. They overspend on inventory and they overspend on labor and yep. they've got those costs to bear. And so we were able to give this package that was probably worth about ten dollars to $12,000 to this entrepreneur to say, okay, you want to open up this real st- retail establishment? Here is all the stuff you're going to get to have to get your brain wrapped around if you want to go ahead and do that. And Especially, so, well, I use the example of a retailer or a restaurant. You know, there's a lot of landmines in the first five years, first yeah. ten years. I mean, you look at the failure rate of restaurants that are not chain oriented. Yeah, and, and we don't want someone to have to blow their second mortgage. Well, that's just it, man. We can give them some some perspective, and so this is the kind of research that big companies can pay for, uh, small companies and small businesses in Rapid City can't. And so we, f- we realized that if we're going to elevate a region, 
we have to elevate the small businesses as well, not just the big businesses. Well, and I'll, you know, I had my little greasy media mind into this. Like, that's our entire industry. I've been moving to a data and, and conversion platform for years. That's the natural evolution of what we do for a living. It's about the conversion. It's not about spots and dots and, and you know, click-through rates and impressions. I mean, that's what it is for a lot of businesses yet, but that'll evolve and that'll change. And, I mean, that's a big jump for traditional media to make, but they need we need to make it too. Yeah, you know, uh, data is just so it's important. Uh, you know, anecdotes and emotion often move us, but you know, if you can back that up with data, um, we usually we do the reverse, right? We we make a decision based on emotion, and then we go find the data. Find the data to back up your emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this usually want to reverse that. Yeah, usually want to reverse that if you can. Uh, but you know, this is just so important. I mean, we've even used this as a workforce tool as well. We've had a couple big employers in town who have said to us, "I can't find nurses," for example. We have a huge nursing shortage. Diesel techs. Diesel techs, carpenters, nurses. How do I find more? I've been putting ads in the newspaper. I can't find anybody. We have a tool that we can actually go find people from South Dakota who have gone to school at any institution in South Dakota. If you just tell us which one you want us to look for, we can find out where they live. And this is the era of big data. It gives us their email. It mm -hmm. gives us their phone number. So we can give that to your HR director to go then just reach out to somebody. Because we found... Uh, and this is just social network theory, if someone's gone to school in South Dakota or, or has grown up here, they're really likely to want to come back. Mm -hmm. And so you can use this tie to South Dakota, whether they took a vacation here or went to school at School of Mines, to your advantage. And so we're able to take and use workforce analytics, what I would really call advanced analytics, to help companies find workers too. So if there's a problem that a business is facing and they don't know the answer, I think they should give us a call because we probably can find data and data sets that can help them get an answer. Well, and they're probably already an investor in often cases. Yeah, I mean, we have almost 1,200 investors, and so it would, it would shock me. Most most of the folks that are going to listen to this podcast are, are investors, so they just have to give us a call, me or, or one of the staff members uh, at Elevate Rapid City. But even if you're not, just come see us. I mean, the reports that we'll run, we'll, we're not going to charge you the five ten thousand for. We'll, we'll probably charge you the you know, the basic level of membership for. So we're, you know, we want to elevate the region. That's the one of the models we've moved away from too. The, the old model that you get caught up in, and a lot of chambers in the 80s, you know, let's go back to the 80s again. Def Leppard was great in the 80s. Sometimes chambers weren't. Uh, but <laughs> one of the things that you get caught up in when you really subscribe to this is if you're not an investor, then, you know, screw you, we're not going to help you. Right. You can't, again, you can't really have a mission statement that says elevate the Rapid City region for everyone. Except for you, except for you, you people who like, aren't kicking in. You know, except <laughs> for the people that, except for the people that disagree with us except politically. Except for you six over there. Like, yeah. And, and the people who can't afford a membership. We're going to have, let's just let you out on an island and we're not going to help you. You can't do that. No. It's not, it's not the right thing to do and it's not the way you're going to do it. It's also not good it. business. Yeah. It's just, I mean, to speak to the, to the more conservative end of this who thinks some of this is like too convoluted or too, you know, like, you got to build a program for everybody. Yeah, we get we it's get good asked business. We get asked, you know, hey, can can is there any harm just talking to you? Are you gonna charge us? No, you're not. No, just give us a call. Let us know what the problem you're facing. I mean, if it's finding workers, if it's where should I locate my business? What should my financial statements look like? Who are my competitors? We can drill down on all those things and give you a sense of of where the industry's at. Uh, we helped. Uh, somebody the other day who had a certain, certain customer profile, and because I, I asked him, I said, who's your customer? And they said, oh, uh, mid-40s, white, incomes over $100,000, XYZ. I said, okay, great. 
I took that and looked at the psychographic profiles of the entire Black Hills and find out and found out where people Here's, here that are fit those that people lived. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of saying, okay, now you go buy a mailing list and you can direct mail right to them. Yep. So this person went from not knowing where the, they only know where their cu- existing customers were to giving us that profile to then having a profile set that we expanded out to other areas of the Black Hills that they could then target. And so we we want to solve problems and we think this this epic uh, can do that. Well, and that kind of affinity pairing is a little bit the future of. I mean, we never thought we'd be in a, this is kind of a media nerd end of it, but like mail used to be just mail. You could target what you target, but now you can, you know, learning data for you businesses that are listening, even if you don't know what this means, just start watching YouTube videos about it. Learning the data of your business is how your business will be a business in 30 years. That is 1000% true. I remember the first time we, I was in a different job and we were trying to target company CEOs in the, on the West coast. And I was talking to our, our crew, and we were looking at Facebook targeting. And we were literally able to target the zip code. God, I know. I miss the good old know, days of Facebook. Get everything on them. Yeah, you could just boom, 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 boom. And then we're, we were, you know, for, for 500 bucks, we were targeting a list of, you know, 10,000 people that fit our right. profile. And so, it's like, you know, they drive Corvettes, and they, right. know, I mean, you could do that. It has nothing to do with the actual business. Right. It's all the affinity stuff that they just, you know, we eat, people just freely give up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you give up so much now just having a cell phone and, you know, with your credit card tracking now. I'm not, I'm not trying to make anybody out there in the audience paranoid, but yeah, your, your data's out there. Right? Well, yeah. none of this is anything CD or Cambridge right. Analytica. Yeah, yeah. This is just data. This is just making sense of a bunch of, you know, big Plato pile of numbers that no one's ever been paying attention to before for your category of business. Yeah, no one's going to show up your house and say your second amendment rights are gone <laughs> the stat on you or anything else right so that's not happening it's called epic and if you want to learn more you should call elevate rapid city it is um it's really cool man it's elevate prosperity insight center i know that's a you don't like the acronym i love the acronym oh i love the acronym it's i just grand. knew that i just, I just knew people are gonna remember uh, epic versus the actual acronym because I, I can't remember the acronym and so i i always just use the word epic because it's epic it is epic. Well, um, let's make this the first of a bunch where we go and talk about whatever's new at Elevate, and I appreciate you guys coming on. It is Mr. Tom Johnson. He is the president and CEO of Elevate Rapid City, and uh, thanks for sponsoring this show, and thanks for helping us spread the word on it, and we appreciate it. Murdoch, they told me you were a product of clean living, and I can tell I'm in the t- studio it's now clean living that that Jesus, is absolutely man. true. So, yeah, thanks for having us on, and we, we look forward to it, and uh, want to say hi to everybody out there. Thanks. Cool.